This is Michelle Stevenette with Mind Body Boss, episode 50, Body Image. Welcome to Mind Body Boss. This is the podcast for people who know our minds and bodies are connected, they affect one another, and the more we learn how they operate, the more we get to be the boss of our life experience. I'm your host, Michelle Stevenette. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Mind Body Boss. I'm Michelle, and we're going to talk about body image today. And here's the deal I've been writing up this podcast and all of my notes today, and I keep having more and more thoughts and ideas that keep coming. And I'm like, I just need to start recording at some point because this really could go on indefinitely. I have so many experiences with this that I could share and some of them deeply personal. So we'll see if those end up coming out. I don't know. I'm just going to go for this because otherwise I'm going to be writing forever. So here we go. Um, Here's the kind of the two main nuggets that I want to offer today. Um, The first one is that this is something that I believe basically everyone struggles with. There might be some people that don't to some for one reason or another, but for the most part, I would be willing to suggest that pretty much I would say everyone, everyone basically struggles with this. So you are definitely not alone. Um, Even the people who you think don't struggle with it probably do. So that's the first thing, everyone struggles. And the second thing is that this really truly does not have to be a lifelong battle. Like there is a way out from the struggle. So I'm gonna teach you some ways um, that might help improve your relationship with your body and how you feel about how you look and hopefully help you find some ways to just start enjoying your body in whatever condition it is in. But first, before we go into those little details, I do wanna explore uh, what many of us experience when it does come to our bodies and how what we're experiencing and what we're thinking can be problematic in ways that we might not even be aware of. Um, and then and then I'll offer some ways to help shift that if you want to have a different experience. So I'll just share some of my own experiences here. So when I was in high school, um, I was really involved in dancing and I danced on a team at a studio. I was also on high school teams and dance was really my life. I loved it so much, I still do. And as a dancer, of course, you're very aware of your body and very aware of other people's bodies and we compare and we notice and we judge and envy and wish for things to be different and um, at one point in my high school life a couple of my dancer friends and I had this idea to get our bodies scanned and find out what our body fat percentages are were now this was back in the day when this was not common really and we didn't have scales that could just do this at home right this was a long time ago and one of my neighbors was, I believe, a nutritionist, and they had some electronic equipment that they could hook up to us. And so we thought this would be fun. And we went to do this and get a little printout of our numbers. Now, I went into it knowing that I was going to have higher numbers than my friends did just because it was clear just by looking at us that I was not built the same. And I had, you know, my friends were super lean and I, I frankly wasn't. So I knew that my numbers were going to be higher than theirs, but I really wasn't prepared for how big of a difference there was between their numbers and mine. So my two friends were like maybe one number different and I was like double digits different (laughs) from my friends. And they probably don't even remember doing this, but for me, this was like heartbreaking and actually kind of soul crushing for me. And 
you know, double digit differences in body fat percentage was substantial for me. And I'm not a super tall person. And so those numbers kind of, you know, make a big difference. This was a really difficult time for me. And, um, I ne we never really talked about it with my friends, but my mom was aware of it and she was supportive and helped me kind of meet with this nutritionist and help me learn how to eat for the sake of nutrition. And evidently, according to this nutritionist, I really hadn't been eating enough for my activity level and my body was in starvation mode and storing everything that I ate. And so I had been just terrified of food. I didn't know what it was doing to me. I didn't know like how really how to eat for my body. And, um, so this set me on a path of kind of learning those things, which have served me really well in the long run. But at the time, this was a really big challenge for me. And it actually shaped my life in many ways because my body image and the way I felt about my body really influenced decisions that I made moving forward. Like going into college, I opted not to try out for the dance team because I just believed I didn't have the right body for it. And... I didn't even know for sure if my skill was strong strong enough to have made the team. Maybe maybe it wasn't. I don't I don't actually know. But my body, I believed, was for sure not the type that they would choose. And so I thought I just I'm not lean enough. I don't really have the right lines or the right shapes. And so I just kind of uh, eliminated that possibility of being rejected by just not trying out at all, and just sort of let myself fail ahead of time. And that was actually a really challenging time for me because I didn't want to give up being a dancer. It was something that I loved so much, but I believed that my body wasn't quote unquote good enough to do those things. So fast forward to about seven years ago. So went through college. I, you know, went through ebbs and flows in my weight and ended up, you know, getting married and having some babies and all of the changes that go through, bodies go through, right? And so about seven years ago, I th was either 35 or 36 at the time. I'm 43 years old now. And one of my dance friends who from high school that I had not been in touch with at all since high school, she reached out to me um, because she was opening a bar studio and she wanted to know if I'd be interested in teaching. Now, we had not been in touch since high school. And I did not feel like I was in any condition to be an instructor of any type. And she thought I might be good at it, given our dance background and knowing my personality and such. And I was, of course, flattered that she thought of me. And it sounded really fun and interesting. But I had not been exercising regularly. And I just did not consider myself to be in the kind of shape that could do something like that. I had two kids at the time and my body was just not at all how I would picture a fitness teacher to be. And I just didn't see myself as that person. And at the time I did have some other just life circumstances and responsibilities that I was already committed to. It just, it just wasn't in the cards for me. So I remember still wanting to support her business and I went to the grand opening and I at the grand opening saw all the ladies who were going to be teaching at the studio. And of course I'm aware of all of their fit little bodies. Right. And in my mind, they're all look amazing. And I'm, you know, not being very nice to myself. I'm comparing <laughs> myself to all of them, right. Slapping this cruel measuring stick on myself. Um, and as I thought it would be really fun to be one of them, but I just didn't think I fit the mold really. Um, so I did start taking classes there. I thought I'll just be a client 
I'm going to support her business. And I grew to really love the workout. And I started to see myself get stronger um, and feel a little bit better. And once in a while, she would remind me um, that my her offer to become a teacher was still standing. They were going to need more teachers. And if I ever wanted to teach, to let her know. And so after some time, I and things had changed for me, I was like, you know what, maybe I should try this. Like, maybe that's something I want to do. And so she sent me to get certified and I became a certified teacher. And going into this, I had a lot of, you know, doubts and I was a little bit fearful and I totally felt like an imposter. (laughs) And I was a little bit worried about what might be expected of me and this kind of new circle of people, this new role and what kind of pressure there might be in that world. And I remember at one of our first team meetings, they had cookies and I witnessed these fit girls eating cookies. (laughs) And I was so relieved to see people that were in shape eating cookies. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't have to give up cookies and I don't have to pretend to be someone that won't eat cookies. (laughs) It was such a relief to me. Um, so I just struggled (laughs) with this whole body bench thing. So I've been, ever since, I've been a bar teacher and I love it. And I think I'm actually pretty good at it. And, but here's the thing. Okay, let's get back to the struggle for a minute. We all struggle with body image and we really truly are not alone in this. And that is one thing that I've learned as a bar teacher is that even those people who I looked at as super fit still struggled. And those of us that might be on the outside looking in might kind of roll our eyes like, oh, must be hard. But the truth is, struggle is struggle. And even though we might, you know, feel like their, their struggle is different, it's not. It's not. We all have struggle. So here's some of the things that happen when we are really struggling with body image. The first one is that when we think that other people don't understand, we tend to disconnect from one another. And just like it prevented me from even auditioning for a dance team in college, um, it also prevented me from even considering being a dance major or pursuing anything, well, much of anything related to dance in college because I just felt like I didn't have the image for it. I didn't believe that I could do it. I Well, it wasn't skill that I was worried about. It was I didn't think I had a, a, the, the right shape and it was really defeating. Um, we sometimes think that if we had somebody else's body, then we would feel differently. We wouldn't feel the way we do. But then the, what that does is it causes us to envy other people. <laughs> and not only that, but it causes us to sort of disconnect from ourselves because if we're not accepting our own body and we're kind of mean to ourselves about our body, our bodies are part of who we are. And if we're being mean to our bodies, we're being mean to ourselves. And when we kind of disconnect that way, we actually lose touch with our body and we become so disconnected. We're not even aware of when our body is giving us signals, like what it's like to feel hungry even, or to feel full. Like we, we, We mistake all of these different signals. We don't understand them. We don't even know what our bodies are calling for. So pretty much anything that might feel uncomfortable, a lot of times we'll just answer it with food, even if it's not hunger. Like maybe we're actually thirsty and we think we're hungry. 
and we think we need food, or maybe we're actually just bored or frustrated or feeling some other negative emotion. And we think, oh, I just need to go and put food in my body to dull that a little bit. Or maybe even we're just excited about something. We're like, oh, we better go put food in our mouths. (laughs) We get so disconnected that we don't even know our own body signals. Even like being tired, we might misunderstand that and just turn to food or something else when maybe all we need is just a little break from whatever we're doing. We just, we lose that connection and the understanding of, of our own bodies. Another thing that can happen is we just end up giving our power to something that we just think is outside of us. We think that our body is not part of us, but it is. It's part of who we are. And if we think that our body is just like outside of us in terms of like we're just a victim of whatever body we're given and we don't really have any say or control, then we're just going to sort of blame our body, which we're just blaming ourselves. Or in other words, we're just like discharging those negative emotions into our bodies. And it's so defeating and so unkind. I mean, who hasn't felt self-conscious? I think it's pretty rare to have someone who doesn't. Um, And it sort of almost seems like there's not another option. Like how could I possibly ever not feel self-conscious, right? But when we are so, so self-conscious and we live in that really inward way, it's really very self-absorbed and not even able to really see other things are outside of us. Like what about the people around us? What are they experiencing? And how can I maybe be an instrument of love instead of just being so aware and worried about myself, right? Um, I remember also um, seeing some of my workout friends who I consider to be in like terrific shape, um, commiserating about swimsuit shopping. And I remember thinking like, how is it that these ladies who look amazing how could they not just be excited to go swimsuit shop? And I remember even just this past year when I had to go and get a suit for a trip and I had mentioned to somebody that I was going to go swimsuit shopping and they were like, oh, must be so fun to swimsuit shop with your body. And I was like, what? (laughs) Really? Like this, you know, we all struggle, you guys. Um, And I, I realized that just because our bodies might evolve or get in better shape, that doesn't necessarily mean that our thoughts and feelings are coming along with them. (laughs) Um, Our thoughts and feelings sometimes just stay as they are, even when the circumstance of our body is shifted. There's still some self-consciousness there. Um, Another thing that I've experienced is just obsessing, which I thought I was not going to be someone who obsessed about my body. And so I tried to ignore it. This was years ago. I would just kind of ignore it and pretend that it didn't matter to me. And so like, I'm not going to obsess. I'm not going to be one of those people (laughs) that obsess about their body. And in my effort to not obsess, I've mentioned this before. I think I totally obsessed. It was on my mind every time I got dressed in the morning, every time I got undressed at night, every time I would go to the bathroom, every time I would go to eat anything, like I was obsessed with thoughts about my body all the time, all the time. And you guys, it's so wearing. You might relate to this. Um, Going back to my high school life, um, I remember this is kind of a personal personal thing that I'm going to share with you now, but I remember um, being worried about marriage in the future. And if anybody would even 
be interested in me because I didn't feel like I had an attractive body. And I had been told when I was little, well, I would say it was sixth grade, I was told by some girls that the popular girls are the ones with the best bodies. And I didn't even understand what that meant. Um, Let me give you a little bit of context. I had spent half of my elementary years living in Helsinki, Finland, and body image was a very different concept. Like I didn't even, wasn't even aware of any type of judgment towards bodies of them being good or bad or anything. They were just bodies. And it was a really actually awesome, idyllic, I would say, growing up opportunity where my friends and I would just swim without swimsuits on because it didn't matter. (laughs) And we didn't even think about like what our bodies looked like or didn't look like. Like we were just kids having fun and um, just such a different world. And I remember when I came back to the United States starting in sixth grade, this is when one of the girls at school told me that, oh, just so you know, the popular girls are the ones that have the best bodies. And I was like, what the heck does that mean? Like, what, what, how does somebody have a, a better body? Like they're just bodies, you know? And, um, that kind of planted a seed in my head of like, oh, I guess I should, maybe I should be aware of like what, what this might mean. And so then into high school, I remember thinking like, I didn't have the best body. I didn't think I didn't have what I thought I should in order to be desirable or attractive. And I, remember being concerned that like, what if nobody wants me? What if, what if, what if I'm not desirable enough, um, for someone to want to marry me? And I remember, I hope this comes across in the way it's intended, but I remember hearing a rumor in high school about a girl, um, who had been intimate with her boyfriend total rumor. I don't know if it was true, but I remember when I heard this rumor, I remember having this thought of like, oh, she kind of has like uh, my, you know, kind of cruel judgment, like kind of a weird shape. (laughs) But this brought me like comfort that like, oh, if somebody was interested in being intimate with her, then maybe there's hope for me. And, um, that was kind of the perspective that I had and, oh boy, I've just had to really heal over the years in terms of, you know, how I perceive my own body. So anyways, there you go. Pretty personal item right there. I don't know if I've shared that with very many people, but Hey, all right, there's my vulnerable moment. Um, but okay. So what do we do you guys, when we have these body image issues and, what do we do? What do we do? Um, so here I do have some things for you to consider. So as you've probably guessed, given much of what I talk about is that a lot of what we have control over is what's going on in our minds, right? And the ways that we are thinking about things. So I want to offer you some ways of thinking about our bodies that hopefully will be helpful and where you can be a little more intentional about the story you want to tell and what you want to believe about your body so that maybe you can feel a little bit better about what's going on for you. So I'm going to offer some thoughts for you to try on, see if any of them help you um, feel a little bit better about how how you look, okay? I'm not going to try and convince you to, you know, do a 180 and like be like, I'm beautiful when your brain wants to reject that. <laughs> so here we go. This is, I remember hearing Jody Moore long time ago, explain kind of this idea where, um, she'd been pregnant and she's like, every time I see myself in the mirror, like getting in the shower, 
um, like the automatic thought is like, yuck, like that's not what I want to see <laughs> or whatever. I'm putting words in her mouth, but basically like something not kind about the body. And um, instead of like trying to totally flip around and, that around and be like, I look beautiful. Um, I remember being like, no, my brain's going to reject that. Like that does not feel believable at all to me. I'm not going to just stand there and like pretend that I, that that feels true to me. Right. So instead, um, she suggests that you redirect instead to something that's just neutral. So instead of the negative feeling of like, yuck, or trying to like talk yourself into something that's not believable, you find something neutral. So this was like, I have a body totally neutral, um, or there I am, or that's my body. So that when she would see herself in the mirror, instead of thinking, ooh, or gross, or I don't like this or that, she could just be like, there I am. That's my body. Right. And I remember then her also offering the thought of like, and it knows exactly what to do. Like it's carrying a baby. It knows exactly what to do. And that feels a little bit better, right? Than gross, or I don't like this, or that's wrong, or anything else that your brain might offer you, right? Um, just go to someplace neutral, like, yep, that's my body. There I am. And it knows what to do, right? Um, so I love that idea. I'm like, yeah, that feels a lot more believable and a lot more um, doable to start shifting into someplace that's a little bit more useful than thinking yuck. <laughs> um, so what about this? What if just trying on this idea, what if there was a way to actually enjoy our bodies though? And just exactly how they are, like, how could that be? Or what would that even look like? Like that might feel like a big stretch, but just kind of consider for a minute, let your brain kind of play with it. Like, is that even possible? Right. Um, and then here's some ideas. Like maybe we just start noticing how fun it is to, experience certain things, whether it's like smells or music or laughter or feeling sunshine or feeling stretches in our bodies or hugs with people or smiles. Like these are all things that we experience in our body that might be really enjoyable. Be like, I'm so glad I can listen, right? You can hear this podcast today because of your ears or because of your body, the way it's functioning. Um, you can smell yummy things, you can taste yummy things, right? All of our senses are available to us and we can hug and feel sunshine. Like there are fun things we can do with our body. We can move to music and that's super fun. One of my favorite things to do, I love dancing. Um, maybe we just start noticing how capable our bodies actually are and all of the ways that they're actually serving us every single day that we don't even have to think about, right? Our bodies breathe our hearts are pumping, right? Our digestive system, our immune systems, all of these systems in our bodies are working that help us avoid illnesses. And we have muscles and bones that carry us around and like food can metabolize and give us energy and keep us alive. Like our bodies are actually really capable and amazing, right? And one thing that really, um, helped me is as I became a bar teacher, um, I, and I started taking more care of my body even prior to that by exercising regularly and just trying to get nourishing foods in my body. I just became more and more grateful for my body and 
for my opportunity to even be able to exercise and to have nourishing foods available to me and to be able to practice getting stronger and practice getting flexible and all of those things. And to this day, I truly express gratitude on a daily basis because I really am so grateful for my body. And every time before I teach, I'm just so grateful that I have the opportunity to do that. I have a voice. I have means to do this. Like I have a body that can do these awesome things. What about um, just (laughs) being aware that bodies are actually kind of weird? They just are. (laughs) And maybe just deciding that that's okay, that our bodies are kind of weird. They might have weird shapes or squishy parts like we all do. And it's actually super normal. And maybe that's okay, right? Um, A friend of mine introduced me today to this idea of, um, you've heard of FOMO, probably fear of missing out. But what about this idea, my friend, I just heard of it today, of the joy of missing out? Like, could that be a thing? That it's basically choosing to like whatever it is that you're actually choosing. So deciding what's most important to you and participating in those things and enjoying the body that we have in those ways and that the things that we choose not to participate in just have the joy of not missing out. So for example, she is in the middle, my friend that told me about this, she's in the middle of a move and she just barely had a newborn baby. So she's got her hands full and this is um, her fourth child. And she said, I'm looking at my toenails and my fingernails. And she said, they, they look like a disaster. They're not, they haven't been taken care of. She's like, but I am experiencing the joy of missing out of getting those things done because of what I'm choosing to do instead right now. And she has confidence in what she's choosing rather than worrying about how she appears to other people. And she's experiencing joy from from that. And she said that kind of joy even provides some light from within that helps us to be more attractive. And so maybe just take a look at what you're choosing. And if you like your reasons for choosing it, then just decide to find the joy in your choice, have some JOMO, (laughs) joy of missing out, right? Um, So even in little choices, like sometimes we think we should lose weight but what if you're just actually okay with being a little overweight? Maybe that doesn't bother you. And so instead of constantly telling yourself that you should lose some weight, better not eat that cookie. Just be like, oh, right. Okay, brain, thank you for trying to help. But I'm actually choosing to live this way. I'm just going to eat the cookie and drop the drama. Or on the other hand, maybe those extra pounds are a little bothersome and you do want to feel leaner. And so you're going to choose to skip the cookie, but you're going to find the joy in missing out on the cookie. You're going to find joy in that decision. Be like, yeah, watch me. I am more than happy to skip this cookie because I am finding the joy in feeling leaner and knowing that the cookie doesn't control me. (laughs) I'm in control. And so whatever you're choosing, own it so you can find that joy in it, right? And let yourself just experience the joy of missing out on the things that you are choosing intentionally to not participate in, right? Um, Another thought that I find really helpful when it comes to body image is to consider like the bigger picture of the lifespan of our bodies and all the different seasons that we might experience. And there might be times when we have more physical capacity and times when we will have less 
and our health is going to ebb and flow. There are going to be times that we need to heal, whether it's physical healing or emotional healing. And sometimes that's a season that we just have to go through and experience. Um, I was listening to another podcast today um, by Chanel Nielsen. She's um, on the Moms Who Know podcast. And she did an episode on body image. And she talked about a season in her life where she needed to learn how to be nourished and how there was a season where she just had to learn how to let her body, let herself eat food. And she did put on some weight as she just allowed herself to eat. But this was something that was healing for her. And it was necessary for her as she was kind of gaining a new perspective and a new relationship with food. So there's all kinds of seasons that our bodies might experience. And having sort of that perspective that whatever we're experiencing is a season that we need to go through or this is maybe supposed to be happening. And that can be really helpful just to have that perspective that there's there's seasons, right? All right, so hopefully some of those thoughts or ideas that I've offered might be useful to you. I hope they are. I'd love to hear from you if any of those resonate with you or if there's other ones that that are helpful for you. Um, but I do recommend like spending some time gaining more awareness of what thoughts you do have about your body and decide intentionally what thoughts are useful, what you want to keep, and what thoughts you might want to shift. In addition to thought work, there are some other things that we can do that help us with our body image. For example taking the time just to care for ourselves physically, whatever that might mean. And it could be different from day to day, but some days maybe it's just like brushing your teeth, combing your hair, putting on a clean (laughs) t-shirt, maybe some lip gloss, whatever it is, just giving your body a little bit of respect and a little bit of love and just doing those things that, that not just to maintain your body, but to even just give it a little bit of care And those just those small little actions you'll notice can really help us feel a little bit better about our own body image. And then I I don't know, I just noticed that if I've gotten myself ready for the day, even if I'm not going anywhere, I just feel better. And then when I talk to people or if somebody comes to my door or if I end up going somewhere, I just feel a little bit better about myself. I'm not feeling as self-conscious and I'm more available to be open to being just an instrument of love for whoever happens to come in my circle of influence that day. We can wear clothes or choose things that we feel good in and that are flattering to our bodies, right? Um, If you feel like you have to tug and pull your clothes or you have to suck in or whatever, or you're just uncomfortable, like get rid of those clothes. Donate, donate. Find the styles that feel good to you or maybe even discover like if there's sort of a formula for outfits that you feel really great in, then just get those. Let those be kind of your wardrobe. Like figure out what feels good to you and let yourself wear clothes that you feel great in, right? And maybe there's different ways that you can wear the same types of clothes that that look and feel flattering on you, you know? Um, okay, think about for a minute, like when we were little kids, this is something that Taryn Brumfit, if you know who she is, she is the leader of the body image movement, who I totally recommend her website, by the way, go check her out the body or no, it's called body movement.com. She talks about, um, like think about when we were little kids and running through sprinklers. Hold on. I'm just going to read it from her website. She said, we weren't born hating our bodies. As toddlers running around in our diapers, we weren't thinking about the dimples on our legs or the jiggle in our belly. Nudie runs through the sprinkler in summer was not an invitation to ruminate on the size of our bum. When we were young, we were free. We said yes to adventures. We jumped into the pool. We danced. We laughed. And then we grew up. 
we started buying into the toxic messages from people and industries that told us to be anything other than what we are and what we ended up. And we ended up here, exhausted, disconnected, and hating our bodies. You guys, isn't that the truth? So she's got this global movement now for body image. So go to her website, bodyimagemovement.com, especially if you want more support in this area of your life. But let me just tell you some success that I've experienced. Um, There's a hot yoga studio nearby. And if you've ever been, (laughs) you'll know that it can get really uncomfortable in there with the heat, especially if you are wearing a lot of fabric. Right. So a lot of time, usually when I had gone, I would wear like some kind of a tank top and I would kind of notice other people in the class would, that would just wear a sports bra. And I would kind of envy the fact that like their tummy was available to just breathe and not have like things sticking <laughs> and like all that extra fabric. But I didn't really think that I could pull it off. I'm like, I don't know if that's something that I, you know, would do. And one day I was like, you know what? I'm just going to give myself permission to just wear the sports bra. Like, I'm just going to be okay with that. Like, even if things are hanging out or pooching or making folds and rolls or whatever, like, that's just how bodies are. I'm just going to be okay with that. And I remember going and just deciding that, like, it's totally fine. And it was so liberating. I have to tell you, like, my brain still noticed all of the things, but... I didn't attach judgment to it. That's the difference. I was just like, yep, those are my middle parts that are making folds just like bodies do. And it's okay. Like it's just what bodies do, right? And this doesn't mean that I'm done working on my own mindset because I'm human and, you know, I still have wiring in my brain that causes me to have those self-conscious thoughts too. But I I am working on it and I can see a huge shift from my high school days till now. And, you know, I am more comfortable in my skin than I probably ever have been. And the the truth is that it does take some intentionality to just be okay with however our bodies are at any given moment. And our health, our well-being, the condition of our body at any given moment really is an accumulation of an unknown number of factors, really, that are always ebbing and flowing. And some days we're going to feel better than other days. And the goal really is just to allow ourselves that mental peace, that mental love and acceptance on all of the days, not just the ones when we're feeling our best. So if you do want more help and support with your own body image, I do recommend checking out bodyimagemovement.com. There's an amazing documentary called Embrace. If you haven't seen it, you should totally check it out. I know that this is can be a really deep issue that many of us in the world struggle with. So I'm going to link that up in show notes, but bodyimagemovement.com is the place to go. And there you go. That's what I have for you this week. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I will be back again next Wednesday. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, would you mind sharing it with your friends and maybe even leave a review to help others find this podcast? That would just be terrific. For information about working with me, please visit my website, michellestevenet.com. That's michelle, S-T-E-V-E-N-E-T-T.com.